is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the huge show across Michigan. And are you ready for some Thursday night football? You can feel the excitement of opening night for the 2022 NFL season with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on Thursday night's game and get $200 in free bets instantly when you use code huge when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It will be the Bills and the Rams Thursday night football. Make sure you sign up right now and use that promo code huge. Then bet five bucks and you'll get $200 in free bets instantly. Welcome back NFL opening night Thursday with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. You ready? Now, let's go to the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Studio with the huge one, Bill What's up, Michigan? It's hour number two on a live Labor Day Monday, wrapping up a holiday weekend with Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. Just a lot of storylines on Michigan and Michigan State. That's why we're live here on this Labor Day. Huge question of the day presented by our friends from Bud Light. Good and bad for the Michigan State win. Over Western, I'm looking at the numbers here. I'll tell you what, I like their defense. I think their their offense could... You know, Broussard and Berger are good. They, I, I'm looking for a breakaway threat. You know, Reed will... He'll be okay. And, you know, Thorne, you had your dad, the offensive coordinator, on the other side. I know he didn't look good early, but that, that's a dynamic that none of us could relate to unless we've been there. I mean that. And I'm not making excuses. They took care of business when they had to. And that's it. You know, they're they're fine. They got an easy schedule. Their first test will be at Washington, who beat up on Kent State over the weekend. And that's it. I mean, I just, I... I know we can't judge too much, and I know some will say, well, wait a minute, aren't you saying J.J. McCarthy is better than McNamara being a hypocrite huge? No, I just, it's a visual. J.J. McCarthy looks better. Thorne was fine as the game went along. And I give Tim Lester and Western a lot of credit. That's a good coaching staff, and they're a Mac school. They're a next-level school, and they made it a game into the second half. And I don't think there's anything you can do on getting angry if you're a Western fan. Nothing at all. I mean, I just, I like State's defense, athletic, aggressive. 
You know, I still wonder, is that secondary good enough? But we'll see when they get to some bigger games. Big Ten overall, I... Who, who looked the best? My gosh. You know, Michigan or Michigan State? Penn State looked pretty good, actually, at Purdue. I probably would say Penn State, considering the game that they won. Ohio State beating Notre Dame, that was at home, but that's a, a top-five team they beat as much as I was expecting, like 48-21 type of game. It was a defensive battle. You know, I, I think if you're... In Michigan State, Western, the yardage would concern you a little bit. The rushing yardage you gave up, the passing. That might be the one thing you stop for a second and say, but then how, you know, the game, the second half was 14-10. And it's not like it was over at halftime. It was 21-3 state. And it really was the fourth quarter where it was a game. I mean, it was 21-13 going into the fourth. It was a one-possession game. Winman, though, I will tell you from a speed edge rusher and his four sacks, and I think he was National Defensive Player of the Week, he's a stud. I I don't want to, again, be hypocritical on this show and say, hey, J.J. looked like the better quarterback, and then say, well, we got to see Michigan's State versus someone else. I'm going to say this about J.J. The fact that he can run and has a big arm, you change opposing teams' defensive game plans immediately. Immediately when he steps foot on the field. Cade McNamara, tough time throwing the long out pass. Where were the deep balls that Cade threw? Yeah, Michigan's O-line could have been a little bit stronger, but J.J. comes in and there's a swagger, there's arm strength, there's speed. Not, not Denard Robinson crazy speed, but I'm talking speed. And we're watching, it's a lot of Michigan fans were at Mohawks, and you visually, you could see the body language of Kate, even after the game, that I think he knows he lost that job in training camp. I know reports said, well, Cade's the guy, Cade's the guy. It's like Harbaugh after the game yesterday. Talked about, or, or at the game on Saturday, again, this long weekend, has, and Brian Kelly changing teams has me screwed up. Harbaugh kept saying how good Cade McNamara played on Saturday. I'm like, what game are you watching? So we'll take your feedback, good and bad, from the Michigan game, Michigan State game, ND Ohio State, Brian Kelly, his debut against Florida State. Like I told you in my opening an hour ago, I had the live in-game early bet of over 48 and a half. Thought it was dead in the water at halftime on the DraftKings Sportsbook app for 50 bucks. 7-3 halftime score, Florida State leading. And then... I turn it back on after watching the Tim Donahue NBA ref gambling scandal untold on documentary on Netflix. And LSU fumbles the punt. And then Florida State fumbles at the one. And then Notre Dame drives 99 yards and with one second left, which was questionable whether it should have been a second left. I said Notre Dame again. LSU, I keep saying that with Brian Kelly. My God. 
LSU drives 99 yards. They score on the final play. I'm like, it's going to be 24-24. Someone has to score. I've won the over. Yeah, man, 150 bucks pays like 94, whatever was the number on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's blocked. I didn't even watch the extra point. I, I ran to the bathroom thinking I'm going to be there for the coin toss. Oh, and I can hear the crowd. I can't leave my station just yet. Final 24-23, game over. The 48-and-a-half live $50 bet on the DraftKings Sportsbook app went down the toilet with everything else. That's amazing. That is just, it is amazing how DraftKings, Vegas, how they do it, how it comes down to that. It was $50, but I think most of us out there who wager, it's about winning. We're all, you're competitive. It's about winning. It's like I said with Mohawk and the guys were like 6-0 and in the early games. 2-0 in the afternoon games. We're rolling. We know everything about sports. And like I said, I think it was 0-5 or 0-6. Tom Rosenbach, managing partner at Bean Garter, must have been listening earlier. Superfly. He said I was 8-5 on the college football spread. And I bet I was 8-0 early in the games. 8-0. Man, I was like, hey, quitting the job, opening up DraftKings picks business. Oh, and then it came crashing. Take that 0-5 and take last night 0-6. The Ofer train. Amazing. Let's go talk about that Michigan win, the J.J. McCarthy versus Cade story. I think it superseded the actual victory in all the individual performances and new faces we saw. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com is going to join us for a couple of segments. He's standing by on the Meyer guest line. How you doing, Clayton? Doing well, laboring here as you are on this Labor Day. Yeah, we're, we're laboring together. Superfly Hayes is laboring. I, I just really wanted to do this show because I had a feeling that right away the conversation would be about J.J. and Kate, and here we are uh, in-game, after the game, day after, two days after. You know, Clayton, from my personal vantage point with a lot of Michigan fans at a house party on Saturday at the Mohawks here in the Grand Rapids area, not one Michigan fan said that Cade should be the number one quarterback moving forward. Not one. Not one. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you could watch that game and, and I guess, you know, come up with that take. Uh, um, I'm more in the camp of, you know, this weekend will be interesting too. We're not going to learn a ton again because Hawaii literally might be the worst team uh, in college football at this level. I mean, they, they lost their first two games of Vanderbilt and Western Kentucky by a combined score of 112 to 27. Uh, we're not in either of those games at any point. So we're not going to learn a ton, but I mean, it's another opportunity next weekend for this weekend for Cade McNamara, who really struggled. I thought he was tight early on. You saw some missed throws, and then his receivers didn't do him uh, any favors with, you know, dropping a couple of his passes in the first half. He settled in a little bit, made a couple nice throws including one to Eric all over the middle, which I thought was a really nice catch too in traffic. And then he was able to run. Uh, but it, you know, I don't know how you could watch that game and say, yeah, that it's Cade's job. 
at the same time, they're not judging it necessarily just on that, but as further and further away you get from camp, and I know Cade McNamara said that he felt like he was ahead coming out of fall camp, further and further away you get every day, every week from that, uh, it's uh, the games matter more than anything else. And right now, based on 2022 game action, J.J. McCarthy has a clear lead, in my opinion. But, again, we'll, we'll assess again this weekend. You mentioned it uh, in your open to this segment with the, the legs. You know, J.J. McCarthy, he adds that different element. When he came in, the offense just felt smoother. You know, I mean, he takes, you know, they have to account for him in the run game. We saw him score on a 20-yard touchdown, um, you know, on a read option play. He also, when he was in, they were able to run off the middle a little bit more because the defense, again, has to account for him. So there's a different element he brings, and uh, there's no doubt about that. So at this point, I think he has the edge. You could tell in the postgame press conference that Cade McNamara was a little frustrated or, you know, a little more than a little frustrated and maybe feeling the pressure a little bit. So this is really, really fascinating. An interesting subplot to talk about when, you know, with Michigan's late non-conference schedule. You come out of a 51-7 to game with this much to talk about, it's good for business, I guess. And the one thing about Cade looking frustrated, the post-game presser, his body language walking off, his body language, even to start the game, I almost sense, and it's my own opinion, and I'm not there, Clayton, that he knows J.J. McCarthy is a better quarterback. He knows uh, what's coming. That That's just my take on it. Yeah, or he's in his head about, you know, he's still mad that he wasn't named the full-time starter coming out of camp when, at, you know, at a certain point, I understand it. Let's say he thinks he played better. Sure. I mean, you're going to believe that you're going to be the guy, but you got to shake that off and understand that you're in a new situation now. You're competing with J.J. McCarthy. And it felt like Cade McNamara was kind of playing tight and not to lose the job. And J.J. McCarthy, the kid who was promoted, as Jim Harbaugh put it, Looked like he was the guy out there having fun, playing loose, that sort of thing. And that's going to win you the job. So regardless of what has happened in practice, which Jim Harbaugh continues to say it's been neck and neck, um, you got to move on if you're Cade McNamara. I, I would expect him to play better this weekend. But, um, man, if it's anything similar to last weekend, I mean, if DraftKings came out with a line, what? I mean, it would J.J. McCarthy would be favored to start that next game against UConn. Yeah, and, and I think that's that's the going to name him the starter. And I, I know Nicole Auerbach from The Athletic said that J.J. coming in this game, because Cade was struggling, he just wasn't looking good. J.J. starting the next game, which was set you know a week ago this past Saturday, almost sets up then for J.J. to get the butterflies out of being the starter against UConn and roll in uh, to the meat of the schedule. That That's kind of my take. I may be wrong, maybe off, but it's how I see it from a distance. I don't think that was pre-planned in terms of that, but at the same time, you're right. I mean, this was Cade McNamara's game last week, right? We were all talking about, okay, this is his turn. How's Cade going to do? You know, whatever. We knew they were both going to play, <laughs> but then it turns out it's the J.J. McCarthy show, and that's all anyone's talking about, and rightfully so, because he played well. It's amazing that he only had 11 snaps, so we got to keep in mind this was a small sample size. 11 offensive plays for J.J. McCarthy, but they were all smooth. The offense looked really good when he was in there, albeit against a you know, light competition, but the same competition that Cade McNamara was facing. Uh, and, you know, we thought we'd be you know, talking about Cade McNamara coming out of this game and what he did to win the job or not win the job. We're doing that, uh, but in the sense that we're also talking a lot about what J.J. McCarthy did in a positive way. And as you said, now, you know, he goes into, well, 
you can't say he doesn't have starting experience after this weekend because he'll start on Saturday night. And again, if he looks better in that game, literally against one of the worst opponents you could play, I guess, uh, important to note that as well, then I, I think he would start the next weekend. And if he does well, then you keep going. The luxury for Michigan here is, you know, let's say J.J. does struggle in a game in, in two, three, four weeks. You still have, as long as he stays composed and, you know, keeps his head on straight, you still have one of the best backup quarterbacks in the country in Cade McNamara if he's the backup. So that's a positive, too. Yeah, Cade can only win this job by being better uh, than J.J. And like you said, uh, the start was so bad, you know, the limited arm Strength, which is well known, uh, a lot of short passes, which work when you have a running game going, uh, and you look at the long deep outs. It's almost like some of the play calls as I'm watching the game. They they weren't fitting uh, what Cade McNamara is all about. You know, the tight end throw where all made that great catch and run. Uh, that those are the type of throws that you build around Cade McNamara. The long NFL type out patterns or the deep balls which we didn't see a lot, you, you just – those aren't his type of throws. They aren't. I agree with that. And I was saying this earlier, too. I, I feel like that's not his type of game. And, you know, and this is what I mean by that is, yeah, you're right. He doesn't have the, the big arm or he's not super mobile where they're going to get an undisciplined defense like Colorado State. And, you know, he can run around the end for, you know, 20, 30 yards. Like, his type of moments are – when it gets a little bit tighter and when he's facing a good pass rush and he knows when the blitz, you know, he's so prepared that he knows where the blitz is coming and he knows where his hot receiver is when he's facing pressure and things like that. So, you know, not to give Cade McNamara an excuse, but like he, he's not really built for, you know, throwing the deep ball and, and pouring it on a, a weak opponent. He can do that and he's made good throws. They didn't really run a deep ball all day for either Cade McNamara or J.J. McCarthy. The ironic thing about J.J.'s performance is some of the better stuff he did was throwing it underneath and taking what the defense gave him, too, um, You know, which is not always what he's done when he's been in the game for Michigan. But, yeah, I, I think this um, small sample size favored McCarthy in terms of what they're doing in these first couple games. And, you know, I mean, you hope if you're Michigan that you make the right decision. But, again, you can always go back on it, too, um, you know, because both of those guys, unless one transfers midseason, are going to be here. And you still have, you know, the opportunity to play both and get both in the mix. So uh, it's going to be really, really fascinating what this weekend brings and what the rest of the season brings. Yeah, how Cade McNamara was openly frustrated and being a captain, that that bothered me a little bit after the game, uh, that – you know, you're a captain. You said, you know what, J.J. played well today. We're in a battle, and uh, may the best man win. I get the heat and uh, the crowd and the things he probably heard or his family heard and Twitter, Facebook. There's a lot of pressure of uh, being the number one QB at Michigan and how he deals with it. Uh, we'll see. But I, I didn't expect to see McCarthy that early, and I think that was a message because the offense just didn't look good. It really – and it was Colorado State, uh, a dog team. And now what happens when you don't have a big arm, they can press coverage, they can put eight guys in a box, take away your run. And then I thought they did a great job of making Caden McNamara move, and he doesn't throw well on the run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly what the plan would have been, but I, I think J.J. coming in, he probably did come in maybe a drive or two earlier than they expected. Um 
I thought the offense looked okay as a as a whole. The run game was pretty good. I mean, they averaged six yards a carry. Right. Um, you know, but I, I see your point, and I do. I will say, Kate did make a few good throws. Um, you know, once he settled down, he started out one for five, went nine for eighteen with three drops. So I mean, there was some good stuff in there, but um, you know, it just it just wasn't enough, and not what you would expect against his opponent. Uh, Doug Skeen said it on uh, the Wolverine podcast with Chris Ballas last night that it looked like Michigan was kind of running eight different plays almost out of different formations and things like that, keeping it really simple. So it's tough to fully evaluate these guys, but it's amazing that we're in this situation where I think the only team in the country auditioning at this point still with two starting quarterbacks. So uh, really, really interesting. JJ with the start this weekend. Uh, I kind of want to fast forward to Saturday already. Yeah. You win 51 seven. You're number five in America off a big 10 championship year where you beat Ohio state and got to the college football playoff Final Four, yet there's still this massive question about your QB. I I think in a way that's a good thing, but the longer it lingers, the longer you have not only people in the media taking sides or fans taking sides, but uh, what's that locker room like? Are they 4K? Do they believe they're better with JJ? I mean, there's a lot of elements here that could fester into a negative side more than a positive side. So I guess we'll trust Harbaugh uh, knowing when to make that final decision, if he makes it at all, and just says, all right, J.J.'s won it this week, and he loves meritocracy and an open battle, and it keeps both guys practicing hard, sharp uh, the rest of the way. Yeah. It, it's one of those things, going back to the K, you know, post-game press conference, you're right with being a captain. It's a little disappointing to see some of his comments, but at the same time, I understand it. Um, you know, and he said even he's faced that adversity where people have doubted him or thought maybe he shouldn't have had the job really his entire career. Last season, people were calling for J.J. McCarthy. He went out and won a Big Ten title, uh, in, you know, despite it. Um, before that, it was Joe Milton who was starting over him, that he won the job from him. He talked about in the past, but going back to high school where he, uh, you know, wasn't necessarily the guy, and then he goes out and wins Gatorade Player of the Year in Nevada two straight years, which is, has never been done before uh, outside of, of him doing it. So he's been in this spot before. He's handled this really well throughout his tenure here, and that was kind of the one breaking point maybe. But, uh, you know, at the same time, he's a young guy. He'll, you know, he'll probably learn from that. I'm sure he got talked to after that. Um, but the locker room thing is something that I just can't predict. I mean, you know, it's like it's one of those things that's so hard to figure out. Uh, for a football team, this seems like a team that has a really strong culture at this point, but I don't know how things are going to be affected, you know, if they go one way or the other with the quarterbacks. I will say, J.J. McCarthy, they seem to love him, um, you know, just as much as Cade McNamara. They don't respect him as much as a leader, and not a knock on J.J., but just because he hasn't been around as long and isn't a captain. But uh, I think they would rally around him too, and I would hope Cade McNamara would and root for him as well if if that's the direction Michigan goes. I think if I looked at the numbers the right way earlier, 16 different receivers, 16 different receivers caught passes on Saturday. That's a pretty solid number considering that I think they completed 18 uh, passes. So McNamara, 9 of 18, like you said, for 136 and one TD, no picks. Uh, Bowman, which is a strong, solid third stringer, 5 of 6 for 40. And then McCarthy, uh, who has changed his, he's known as 
just Jesus uh, McCarthy uh, for, for. <laughs> well, hey, hey, what would what would Mac do uh, what would what would JJ do there's little bracelets are selling it's part of the NIL deal and one thing about the running game which I will say Corman Edwards combined 25 carries and you look at the number around 143 yards that's solid uh, I didn't like Millen being 16 at 20 throwing the ball but not a lot of yardage uh, for Colorado State that's probably the only Flair, I put up there, but you know, fifty-one-seven. Your defense gives up two nineteen. You put up four forty, and here we are spending the first twenty minutes of our conversation about the game about JJ McCarthy and Kay McNamara. <laughs> there was a lot more that went on in this game. You're right, sixteen to twenty. It was surprising to see that number for Clay Mill and Colorado State's quarterback. Not a lot of yardage, though. Okay, exactly. So then you think of it, it's like, well, what the, what were they were doing? You know, they were throwing screen passes. They were throwing passes that went three yards in the air, things like that. And I will say one of the things that I rewatched the game yesterday, one of the things that I was most impressed with for this Michigan defense was, yeah, I love the, the defensive line and they really impressed, but it was the secondary making tackles in the yes. open field. Pro football focus said the secondary didn't miss a single tackle on a pass play all day. When, you know, there was only one time and it was Colorado state's only touchdown against Will Johnson, the freshman, uh, who also made a you know good play earlier in the game, but got burned on this one. That was the only time Colorado State in their air raid offense got behind the Michigan defense. So I thought that was a really good performance, an underrated. You saw DJ Turner coming up. He made a huge hit on a screen pass. Michael Barrett from the linebacker spot. Rod Moore was all over the field, uh, and then those you know the edge guys they were rotating him in like uh you know in waves and same with the interior guys on the defensive line and everybody in there was being productive again not a not a good opponent in Colorado State the rebuilding under Jay Norvell but it was still a, there was still a ton of bright spots I thought from this defense it looked fast as Jim Harbaugh said today his favorite part was the winged helmets just flying to the football when he watched the film he would see a bunch of guys swarming the ball and uh you know you could see that live as well so a lot of encouraging things from the defense and probably, honestly, like whatever happens at quarterback, they'll probably be just fine. Uh, bigger concern was on defense, but you're right. The story is the quarterbacks and it makes sense. It's the most important position, but I, I really liked what the defense showed. Yeah, we'll talk about Sanders still. He had a sack, kind of filling the role of Dax yeah. Hill in a in a blitz position uh, with his speed. Yeah, that's another part of that secondary. So yeah, we'll get to the defense, talk about some of the bright spots on offense away from Corum Edwards and the McCarthy-McNamara battle. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com is joining us on the Meyer guest line. Clayton, hang around for one more segment. We'll get back to you uh, in a moment. You have a Michigan question. Add Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook. You can also opt in on that Huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. That's the word HUGE to 21000. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 2022 season kicks off on Thursday, Buffalo and Los Angeles with Stafford. And DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on Thursday's game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Also, as an added bonus for Thursday, everyone can experience a thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. Bet on the Bills or the Rams to win. If your team leads by seven at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. 
So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code HUGE when you sign up. That's promo code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. New customers only. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. More with Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com on Michigan's 51-7 win in just a few moments. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com, the MSU insider on Michigan State's pull-away win against Western with 14 in the fourth quarter. Comp will join us coming up at 5.05. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. The rainstorms here in the Midwest can sometimes be harsh, so make sure you're prepared with a brand new set of Bosch Perfect View Wiper Blades from AutoValue, where Perfect View Wiper Blades are on sale for just $8.99 each. And don't forget the windshield washer solution. Rain-X all-season windshield washer solution is only $5.59 at your neighborhood AutoValue auto parts stores. And thank you again for keeping it local. AutoValue, where service is the difference. We get it. Huge here for the incredible Tellymore Golf Resort. Now they're located in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. That's less than an hour north of Grand Rapids. And as the summer winds down, they still have great stay and play packages available. Go to TellymoreGolf.com. That's TellymoreGolf.com. Don't forget about the fall rates. That will happen after September. You can follow the rate changes at TellymoreGolf.com. And if you live in the West Michigan area or around Mount Pleasant, Midland, Cadillac, wherever, you're close to driving in and playing 18 or 36. You don't have to stay and play, but I do recommend the stay and play packages at TellymoreGolf.com. Still a lot of summer golf remaining. And if you're looking to book a wedding, reception, a special event, they can handle it. Go to TellymoreGolf.com. And real estate is pretty big at Tellymore. See everything you need at TellymoreGolf.com. That's TellymoreGolf.com. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Nicolope Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Nicolope Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Nicolope Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Are you ready to hit the open road? You know, get out of Dodge. Meet us at the Detroit Camper Show. Vickers Trailer Sales specializes in towables. New and used pop-ups, retro-style campers, travel trailers, and fifth wheels. Browse inventory online at VickersTrailerSales.com. That's V-I-C-A-R-S TrailerSales.com. Call or text 313-291-9000. For over 53 years, Vickers makes happy campers. No big box store pressure, just mom and pop deals. Campers starting at $89.99. Or payments as low as $128 a month with 10% down and credit approval. Call or text 313 313- 
291-9000. Your adventure awaits at Vickers Trailer Sales. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. One note about Saturday morning at LMCU Ballpark, home of the Tigers High affiliate, the West Michigan Whitecaps. Edwin Marino and the crew are paying tribute to those that we will never forget. The 9-11 Memorial Stair Climb will take place at 8 a.m., on Saturday morning. If you'd like to take part in it, come out and support the firefighters and others doing the stair climb. Go to the Huge Show Facebook page or at Huge Show on Twitter. You'll see all the info. And we will never forget. And thank you to the Marino family, all the volunteers, and to the firefighters who put their lives on the line every time they give a call or get a call. They give it their all. Uh, to save lives on a daily basis. Yeah, this 9-11 Memorial Stair Climb at LMCU Ballpark here on the west side of the state uh, taking place. That will be on Saturday, I think, 8 a.m. All the specific details, and you can sign up if you want to take part in it, or you get all the uh, times if you just want to be there uh, to support those, including the firefighters and people from Every walk of life uh, who are just there saying they will never forget. It's this Saturday, 8 a.m. All the info on the Huge Show Facebook page and also at Huge Show on Twitter. Let's go continue our conversation about Michigan's 51-7 win over Colorado State this past Saturday. Looking ahead to Hawaii on Saturday night. Hawaii literally may be uh, the worst Division I team in college football. My Lord, if Western Kentucky and Vanderbilt are Hanging almost a was it 140 on them? Could Michigan score a hundred? Could this be an old school Rutgers road trip uh, flashback? What, what do you think is going to happen on Saturday? I, I if you call off the dogs, like I said, uh, with their depth, uh, you know, I, I, you want your quarterbacks throwing, you want people playing hard. I is this game going to be in the 80s? I'm serious. <laughs> I think it could be almost whatever Michigan wants it to be. Uh, the line opened at 46 and a half, and then it goes up to 50 almost immediately, I think because of you know Michigan fans and other people betting and just seeing what Hawaii did the last couple of weeks and what Michigan did last week. The, really, I would think they'd call off the dogs and it'd be a typical you know 60-something to three or whatever. Last time Hawaii came to town, it was 63 to three back in 2016, but... Uh, but the quarterback thing makes this so interesting because, well, you want to get him as much work as you can probably, right? So at least maybe the halfway through the third quarter. But if it's so ugly, maybe, you know, there'd be no point of risking something. Um, and maybe you just call off the dogs, as you put it, uh, you know, maybe at halftime and you get guys in. It's interesting. Jim Harbaugh was asked about how he's attacking, you know, playing different freshmen because they had 84 guys play on Saturday against Colorado State. And he said, well, you know, they get four games, so, you know, a lot of these freshmen that'll still redshirt, um, you know, are going to get into games over the next couple weeks. And he said that his goal is to actually get all 120 or 130 players that are on the roster to play in a game at some point this season. He says they, they hope to be in that position, so it's not the number one goal, of course. But if you can, he wants to do it. And, you know, I think the second half this weekend is probably a good opportunity to, you know, chip away at, at that goal. Um 
Yeah, the quarterbacks really throw the wrench in the whole thing because I think you want to get Cade McNamara some work after he comes off the bench. J.J. McCarthy should get probably most of the first half like Cade did last week. So that's why I think I would, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to bet this game on the DraftKings app, but I, I think Michigan will probably win by more than 50. I think they'll cover Yeah, Michigan, by the way, the latest update on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, minus 50 against Hawaii. Primetime game, and if every player gets to play, uh, more power to this team. Uh, What else stood out to you maybe that isn't there in the box score that people didn't notice on TV, but you mentioned in our opening segment you rewatched the game. Uh, Other names that caught your attention in that 51-7 Michigan win over Colorado State. Yeah, a couple of things, starting on offense real quick with C.J. Stokes, the freshman running back. He was a three-star. He came in in the summer in June, so he didn't have spring ball, didn't get to play in the spring game, so relatively unknown. The coaches have raved about this guy during fall camp, and they said, yeah, he, he came in. We like his mentality. So the freshmen go through an academic thing in August where they have to miss some practice because they're in class. Well, C.J. Stokes uh, – you know, they make them get taped up, stretch, all that before they come out to practice late on some days. Well, C.J. Stokes would get taped up before he went to class so he could get in practice, you know, as quick as possible. Jim Harbaugh said that warmed his heart because he probably would have done the same thing. Uh, so they liked this kid from the get-go this summer. And we saw him. He, he had some really good bursts. Uh, what did he have? Six rushes for 35 yards. The 18-yarder was the one that really stood out. J.J. McCarthy helps with that on a read option, being able to you know have a defender have to stick with him. So I, I thought he looked really good. And Michigan, you know, big storyline coming into the year is who's going to be that third running back. It looks like for now it's him. Uh, and then the defense, just how many different guys they were able to rotate in up front. They had 11 tackles for loss. It, you know, nine guys had at least that half of a tackle for loss. And, you know, just so many different guys kind of, Coming in, I thought Mike Morris from an edge spot who bulked up to 292 pounds this offseason, which is huge average for a Michigan edge this year is 251.9 pounds. And he's, you know, well over that. He looked fast in addition to being able to get there with his, with his power moves. So I thought he looked really good. Mozzie Smith was taking on double and sometimes triple teams from the nose tackle spot, but he still made a few plays. He had one and a half tackles for loss. Uh, so really the guys that we expected to make big jumps, like a Mike Morris, like uh, Mozzie Smith, just a couple names there, you know, seem like they have. And then there were some newcomers. Mason Graham, the true freshman at nose tackle, he had a couple huge plays. Derek Moore, uh, you know, the freshman defensive end, had a couple really nice pressures, and he looks he does not look like a freshman at this point. So those are all guys, in my opinion, they're going to help this team out. And then uh, failed to mention Iabi Anoma who's the transfer who literally uh, he came to campus 17 days before the season opener from UT Martin. He was a former five-star recruit that went to Alabama and then Houston, then UT Martin. He's basically the transfer portal guy. Uh, been in there three times, but he had a sack on his first snap. And he may not know all the plays at this point, but when it's third down and you can just, and you have the athleticism that Iabi and Noma has, why not just let him go get the quarterback? That's exactly what Michigan did. Uh, so plenty of names to talk about on this defense. Jim Harbaugh said it was a no-star defense coming into the year. I think we're going to see some stars by the time this, this year's over with. Yeah, and I agree with you on Stokes. Everyone's like, who's this guy? Like, I'm, I'm at right. the Mohawks, the Michigan watch party. They're like, well, who's this? 
I'm like, well, we're pulling out the roster off my phone. And uh, what I see from him is the potential to be a wildcat option inside the red zone uh, where you're not going to risk injury to uh, McCarthy or McNamara, whoever the quarterback is. And the same thing with Edwards and Quorum. I kind of felt that. Again, it's Colorado State. We'll see as you get to tougher opponents. Uh, you can follow everything Michigan football and University of Michigan Athletics 24-7 at thewolverine.com. Clayton Safey, good stuff on week one. We'll see what comes on week two. And will Michigan hit a hundy on Saturday night? The Saturday night hundy. That's right. Thanks for having me. All right, uh, Clayton Safey, uh, bringing it from Ann Arbor. Uh, he just bought a $1.3 million estate. Brett said his friend built a home for him, Clayton Safey. They call him the Richie Rich of Ann Arbor. Well done. Uh, you can follow everything Michigan 24-7 at thewolverine.com. They're part of the on3.com team. We'll get huge opinions on Michigan State's week one win over Western last Friday night. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com. He'll join us in 20 minutes. Opt in to the huge text chain. Text HUGE to 21000. Turn a loss into a win with BetMGM. Hey, this is Matt Shepard. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any Major League Baseball game. If all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to $25. Log on to your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to take advantage of the offer all season long. Just opt in to the one-game parlay insurance program, then place a one-game parlay wager with four legs or more on any MLB game. If you miss only one leg on your wager, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Coming right at you. The excitement you've been waiting for. Eagle Casino and Sports. The mobile casino made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Play slots and table games with live dealers at one exciting site. PlayEagle.com. Sign up today and get a match deposit up to $1,500. That's right, up to $1,500 plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Go to PlayEagle.com and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. 
Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Quick segment here on this Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use that promo code HUGE when you sign up. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com. Within 10 minutes, we'll get his thoughts on MSU's win at the woodshed on Friday night. Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com. More on Michigan and Game 2 against Hawaii at night. And remember, if you miss any interview, hour, or full show, the podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge.